Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. For more information, visit Corin.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. You're listening to Feast Meets West, the show tracing the stories behind your favorite Asian dishes. I'm your host, Linda Liu. We are broadcasting live from Heritage Radio Network at Roberta's Pizza in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Every episode, we dig deep on a dish or an aspect of Asian cuisine, and we interview experts on the topic. So, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Today, we are talking about a beloved dish that will warm you up inside and out. And that is a very popular and very ancient dish originating from China. It's hot pot. Here in the studio is owner of Tang Hot Pot, as well as the Tang Noodle Shop, Yu Li. Welcome to the show, Li. Hi, everyone. This is Yu Li. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Yu Li is the founder of Tang Hot Pot and the Tang in downtown New York. Um, at 18, he started working in the restaurant industry back in China, managing his family's restaurant, and he fell in love with the business. He founded the Tang two years ago, which is a fast, casual noodle restaurant, and opened Tang Hot Pot last fall. His goal with the Tang Hot Pot is to serve up the most authentic hot pot experience in New York while also providing a chic and upscale dining experience. Now, what is hot pot, you may ask? Taking a little inspiration from the website of our guest, <laughs> here's a little introduction on hot pot. Dating back more than a thousand years, back to the Chinese Jin Dynasty, that's year 1115, Chinese hot pot is a traditional dish created in a simmering pot of broth in which diners can cook a selection of raw ingredients like thinly sliced meat, leafy vegetables, mushrooms, dumplings, noodles, tofu, seafood at the table, and then you consume it with customized dipping sauces. Local produce and culinary preferences differentiate the many signature hot pot styles from various regions of China. The broth base and chosen ingredients make each hot pot experience unique. And one of the most famous hot pot variations is the Sichuan Mala, numb and spicy kind, to which Sichuan peppercorn is added. And a Sichuan hot pot is quite different from the ones found across China due to the meats used, the type of soup broth, and the sauces and condiments. 
These days, more modern eateries offer section bowls also with differently flavored broths in each section, so you can get like hot and like more mild together. Hot pot is also known to be a social and joyous event, as you're ordering large platters of food to share. Yet you're personalizing each bite to your preferred taste. It's interactive, and it's fun to cook your own food, rightly. Yeah, I mean, it's all about sharing and loving, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's start with you telling us about your relationship with hot pot. Did you grow up eating it? Well, I don't grow up eating hot pot. It's not. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a daily meal you would eat every day in China. So,、um, I personally from Beijing. Beijing has a lot of uh, uh, Sichuan hot pot, but because my dad used to go to Sichuan a lot for business trip. I would go with him like、uh, once a month, so I grew up has a tolerance of、uh, spicy food because、mm-hmm. I I go with him, and you know the most common thing you would eat in、um, in Sichuan is, is hot pot. You know they also have a thing called cold pot. It's cooked pot. You have stuff、uh, cooked already. So, but、um, yeah, and we had the girls on from Mala Project talking talk about, about that. that.、Right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I had that tolerance when I grew up, and.、Um, It almost become like a, a type of lifestyle、uh, in China. You will go out with friends,、uh, with your family. It's like really common、uh, food cuisine in China. But in New York, I feel like it's I'm missing a type of experience. You know, that's what really inspired me to open a, a hot pot that's really authentic. Also, it's it's built for group dining、um, in a really modern setting.、Mm-hmm. And、um, going back to the habits of like how people eat hot pot in China, how often do people go out to have it? Well, definitely like more often in winter, right? It's、mm-hmm. more like a winter food, but、uh, it's it's something like it happens in all events. So、mm-hmm. you you can go there like after work with your、uh, with your staff. Mm-hmm. With your colleague, or you can go there for like birthday party, or even it's sometimes every occasion meal. Every occasion, almost like late. Also, you can go there for late night go out.、Uh-huh. You know, have some beer, everything. So it's it's. I think it's the most popular cuisine in China now, and become more and more popular because people now, especially young people, building, they're living in a lot of stress, so they kind of use. Like a strong flavor to kind of distract them from the、oh, everyday. Oh, okay. And it's a good excuse to get your friends together. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more like the experience than nobody eat hot pot alone. I mean, <laughs> but some people、so、do,、sad. you know. <laughs> um. Okay. So,、uh, tell us about you know your mission at Tang Hot Pot. How did you end up opening Tang Hot Pot in New York City? So you mentioned you wanted to seek out that authentic experience, right? I think、uh, authenticity is definitely the most important thing、um, I try to achieve in a Tian Hao Pot.、Um, the so the inspiration comes from Chengdu Hao Pot.、Mm. You know, we sourced all the ingredients, spices,、uh, and where is Chengdu? Chengdu、for? is、uh, part of Sichuan Province.、Mm-hmm. You know,、uh, a lot of people just talk about Sichuan hot pot, but there's like two main different kind. One is、oh, just Chongqing hot pot.、Okay. Chongqing hot pot、um, is more numbing, more spicy. 
I mean, I can't really, you know, most Chinese people can't even take that because <laughs> you know it's it's really it's more like old school hapa, you know. Huh. And and Chengdu hapa is more like new school. They use a lot of beef tallow. Mm. You no, know, people think strong. Is that like the fatty part? Yeah, like the fatty mm-hmm. part. So they cook it with a lot of chili spices. Mm-hmm. So it's actually. It kind of balance out the flavor, so it's not really Chengdu Hapa is really not that spicy, uh, but it has that like beefy, bold, uh, almost like addicting flavor in it. So um, that's what we're serving at Ten Hapa, and you know what we try to uh, achieve at Ten Hapa is also uh, to teach, like to educate people who don't have Hapa experience before. Right. Like, although we serve something really authentic, but you know. I asked our like staff to be really attentive, to be really educational to first timers. Mm-hmm. We give them like a thorough introduction of how to eat hot pots. Also, we pair with really, uh, you know, with a nice selection of drinks to make the experience more uh, more complete and it's good for everyone. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Um, and I guess that's kind of how you differentiate. Tang hapat for from some of the other options in the city too, right? Because I I feel like sometimes when you go into a place where where there's only like a Chinese menu or like it's it can be intimidating and it's a, a new experience. Bit, yeah. I mean, because uh, I wouldn't say there's no good hapat in, in New York. There is some good hapat, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like there isn't really one that's specialized in uh, I was just Sichuan hapat. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we really try to dig into the authenticity. Uh, also, we try to make it like nice. I wasn't make it like a comfortable experience for everyone. I mean, when you have hapa for the first time, it is little. Um, I would say it's a little new mm-hmm. and difficult to accept. It's all the self cooking. You don't know how long <laughs> to cook. You know, you might get like. You're afraid you might get food poison and everything. Uh, you might lose your piece of yeah, beef right. into the depths of the broth, and you're like, "Where is that Kobe right. beef?" So it, it could get a little confusing sometimes. So, you know, we try to make it really like first timer friendly space. That's that's good for everyone. Even though you, some people don't eat spicy, we have like vegetarian soup, like tomato soup, mm-hmm. herbal mushroom soup. You know, we also the the how we design the menu is like we build out each combo platter. According to different people's uh, like dining preference, you mm-hmm. know, some people might want something healthy. We have a combo called Ten Delight that has no that contains no red meat, mm. a lot of seafood, mushroom, soil. So it's it's kind of for everyone to to have experience of hot pot. Yeah, right. it's very thoughtful. And so you mentioned, you know, um, educating first timers. Right. Um, what would you recommend a first timer trying hot pot? Um, How should well, they go about it? And what we, should we they order? We see <laughs> like two polar of customer. You okay. Know, for first timers, some people come in. Oh, this uh, I want what like uh, people in Sichuan will eat. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes when we meet this kind of customer, we would recommend. Uh, we have a platter called Sichuan Adventure Platter. Mm, so they the contain. The word adventure is key. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people heard that. Oh, I want that. You know, mm-hmm. it has like beef artery, beef tripe, uh, pork blood. You know, it might sound a little bold to someone, but some people like it. They come here for for exotic stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but some people come here. You know, they want to have a a night out with with friends. They want to have a couple of drinks. 
you know so then we recommend those people with like um more like uh, like seafood uh mushrooms more like light and stuff something that's that's good for everyone's palate mm-hmm. you know because not everyone wants those uh animal organs those bowls, <laughs> sure. so, you know um yeah yeah so where do you like source all your ingredients i mean it sounds really interesting like where are you um how do you keep it authentic too with the spices in the right. broth so we actually do source a lot of, a lot of the uh spices um like chilies peppercorn from chendu directly um, and we cook it in the store with uh, beef tallow or chef is actually a classical trained Sichuan chef. You know, he's been working in the kitchen since 18 years old. In the Sichuan kitchen, he's been working in uh, other hot pot places too. Oh, so okay. he's like really classical trained Sichuan chef. And that's how we really keep our ingredients or recipe as close as possible with the hot pot you would eat in Sichuan. Mm-hmm. So it's like really in parallel to what you would find in Sutran right now? Uh, yeah, I mean, we do lower down like the spiciness and numbness a mm-hmm. little bit. So we give people option of mild, uh, medium, extra. So, you know, the extra here is, is more like a, a medium in, in Chengdu because the tolerance level the tolerance is different. level you, got, you have to accept that yeah you know? yeah <laughs> you I, I, keep people I had a great time um you know trying tang hot pot i think i got the medium level and i i worked right. up a nice sheen of glow on right. my face <laughs> right yeah also we lower down like the um the oil level because mm, i feel like okay. you know people in new york has more like health conscious they don't want to eat too much oil they do want to keep a uh uh, kind of like healthy lifestyle in their meal. Got it. And um, so we mentioned the Sichuan peppercorn playing a big part in like the numbingness of right. the broth. You mentioned um, the beef tallow as being pretty unique um, as something, you know, pretty unique to Tang Hapat here in New York. Right. What are some other elements that are crucial to a Sichuan Hapat experience? So when you actually cook um, a Hapat spicy beef tallow soup, it can take a variety of like more than 20 ingredients. Wow. So they cook everything like bay leaf, they cook the uh, starinese, and they cook a lot of like dry chilies, um, from like imported from Chengdu and those kind of thing mixing together and cook with the beef tallow to mix like really uh, like a complex flavor but also has the intensity in it Mm -hmm. that's that's what really make it different and 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 um, bold flavor and so would you recommend diners drinking the broth or the soup after well, I see, is that a thing <laughs> i see people drinking the the spicy broth but you know i don't really i mean it contains like pork bone soup in it yeah but it does have a lot of oil in it so i sometimes i, I recommend people to drink the the, mild, the mushroom soup yeah the, the pork bone soup um but always drink it before you you're putting food in though i recommend people do that because after you mixing everything the soup might become like the, the flavor might change because mm-hmm. like it has the flavor of seafood a little bit beef a little bit lamb <laughs> because it kind of absorbs everything you put in right so if you want to taste like the original umami flavor 
I recommend drink it before you put anything in. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend drink the 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 spicy soup though, because mm-hmm. it sometimes it gets really stingy in your mouth. You know, mm-hmm. Not and many people can take that. Mm-hmm. It does but, have a lot of oil in it. Yeah, but know? maybe like the mild one, it'll be interesting to try yeah, the, the before after one. experience. Right. I mean, I recommend try with some like mushrooms, tofu because they can absorb the flavor of the the soup, and this way it tastes better. Um. Yeah. So speaking of that, like what you should do or shouldn't do, is there an etiquette to eating hot pot? Uh. Well, like everyone has their own way to eat hot pot, right? But um, you know what we do at Ten Hot Pot is actually we give people a general guide mm-hmm. to uh, of how you eat hot pot because the order you put in, uh, the timing can all affect the uh, like the texture, the right? texture, the flavor. So I recommend like always put the meat first. You oh, know? meat first. Uh, some people put a vegetable first if they want like a, a more like. A, Light flavor in the soup, but I like to put the meat first, you know, and then beef, lamb, and then I will put in the vegetables, mushrooms because mushroom took a long time to cook, so I recommend book it at a second so you can eat it like the, at the end of the, your meal. Mm-hmm. And then um, there is a strategy. There here. is a strategy. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to wait too long if you put the mushroom at the end. Um, and then I will go to the uh, organs. You know, beef tripe, uh, pig artery. For those things, you're not supposed to cook it too long. You're supposed to dip it with your chopsticks instead of letting go for about like 15 seconds, and then you can you can eat the beef tripe, the artery, um, and then in the end, I will put the seafood because the seafood could affect the whole uh, flavor of the soup. You know, if you put in seafood at first. And then you put in vegetable. Your vegetable might taste a little bit fishy. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some people do like to put in the noodles or dumplings at last, just to make it more complete meal. Because, I mean, so we need we need the carbs in the meal. You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, for people that haven't tried it, like, you know, do you recommend that they all just kind of go for it at the same time? Should you take turns? Um, well, what's the typical behavior? It depends. You know, if you come here just for, you know, just to have fun, just to have experience, you know, you don't want to worry too much. You don't want counting anything. You know, just go for it. Yeah, I mean, just go for it. It tastes good anyway. You know, no matter how you're going to do it. It's all about the broth, the dipping sauce. As long as they are good, it, it doesn't really affect that much. But if you're really going for like the, uh, like the flavor, the right flavor, the right way to cook it, I recommend a cooking order. Mm-hmm. Right. That's great. All right. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more hot pot action. All right. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Corin, supplier of Japanese chef knives and restaurant supplies. Corin is proud of their Japanese culture and traditions, but they want you to know that their products are not just for Japanese restaurants. Their knives and tableware bring out the best qualities of food from every culture and fit into every restaurant, from French to Pan-Asian to American, and that is why they're located in New York City, 
where people from every country in the world come to eat. Corin's unique store in Lower Manhattan is home to perhaps the most extensive collection of Japanese chef knives in the world, including Japan, plus the rarest natural sharpening stones and exquisitely designed tableware. They also host special events such as knife sharpening demonstrations and parties with New York's most famous chefs and restaurateurs. Corin is dedicated to this ideal, bringing the implicit and elegance of Japanese culture to your table, be it in your home or in the finest restaurant. For more information, visit Corin.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Feast Meets West. Okay, Lee, what has the reception been like so far? It's, you know, still quite new because you just opened last fall, right? Right. right. Well, I mean, we just been opening for uh, less than three months, actually. But, you know, I feel like it's in the it's first we open in winter. Mm-hmm. So it's more good like good timing. Uh, yeah, good, good thought. <laughs> yeah, so it's more like a hit. We did get a lot of publicity from um, from New York Times. Yeah. Thank you, New York Times. And what <laughs> we do get from um, uh, Grub Street, you know, they write a nar- nice article to us. So, like, we've actually been pretty busy since day one, you know. Um, as we as we pass, like, more and like, pass more word of mouth, mm-hmm. more and more people heard about us. Um, so we see actually a lot of uh, a new customer coming in th- this month. Um, well, people, I feel like, a lot of good gr- review first. Well, it is new to some people. Mm-hmm. So I think during our soft opening period, we we still, um, well, like, we weren't paying that much attention on like teaching people how to eat hot pot. Okay. So we do have some customer that's, uh, that was a little confused in the first place. But recently we've been more attentive on the service. Um, I think people are more and more enjoying the whole experience. And, you know, we teach more. Also, we provide a hot pot guide. So they enjoy the experience a little bit more, better. Yeah, that definitely helps. So, like, what percentage are you seeing, like, you know, familiar hot pot eaters versus first-time newcomers? Uh, I feel like the first month is is more like people come here, they know what hot pot is, they want to try, like, authentic hot pot. But slowly going to uh recently we see more and more like newcomers like they don't Mm -hmm. they don't they haven't tried hapa they don't even know what hapa is but they heard of her name before yeah right and so that's that's actually what i've tried to achieve because i try to like uh elevate the category like push the whole category forward to more people enjoy the experience to know the culture the background of hapa so that's that's a good result yeah, cool. You're already achieving your mission in the wow. first three months. Um, okay, so so what's the significance of the Tang name? How did you decide on Tang Hot Pot? Uh, well, the inspiration came from like Tang Dynasty. Okay. So Tang Dynasty is like really a golden age in ancient Chinese history where like Western culture really pours into uh, China, there was a lot of uh, uh, exporting, importing happening, and the government at, at that time was really supporting um, like open culture, really mm. supporting like the business, the cultural. How progressive. It's like a prime age for culture, art and culture too. So that's something I really, that's like my um, my inspiration 
for Ten Ha Park, like to make it really diverse mm-hmm. and open, like build a place that combines, um, you know, the authenticity from China, mm-hmm. but also mix it with like a, a, a New York dining culture, sure. like a dining setting, and that's for everyone to enjoy. Yeah. Um, and you also have the Tang Noodle Shop. Right. So what are you doing there these days? Well, I'm still I'm still managing the place myself. Um, I do mostly like day-to-day operations. I don't. Well, recently I've been focusing more on the Tang Hot Pot because we've been opening for two years. The business got more stable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a completely different environment. Too. It's completely. It's more fast casual. You know, East Village neighborhood place. Yeah. Um, we did just change the menu two months ago. Okay, tell yeah. us about that. So we kind of so before. Um, we were doing more on like the creative side. You know, we, we want to see how people react. We're kind of mixing different region of uh, uh, cuisines. We have uh, 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 mm-hmm. so we call it ZJM mm-hmm. from from Beijing, and we have like uh, our own signature drunk noodles. And from the last two months, I want to twist it more towards like the authentic side. So, so what would that be? So the flavor, uh, I, I think the most like signature one with the braised beef noodle soup. So the noodle soup, we actually use the soup you use to cook beef and use it in the soup. So it's like the original soup you use to cook the beef flank. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so we like don't beef cook the beef. Very, beef and beef. Very full flavor. Very bold, very beefy. Uh, we we do use a lot of uh, citron spices in the soup too, mm-hmm. so it tastes like a, it tastes more authentic, more like uh, something you would eat in China. Okay, right. So would you say it's still like regional, drawing from like Taiwan, north of China, or Sichuan, or is it more specific now to like a particular region? Uh, no, we're still mixing like different mixing in different regions, mm-hmm. uh, but we do we do make our flavor a little bit more. Um, sounds um, bolder. Sounds yeah, more bolder, more on authentic authentic side. Um, because before, like two years ago, I would say there wasn't that much uh, Chinese restaurant opening. Mm. So two months ago, we had uh, the Mala Project. We have the Xi'an Famous Food next door. So um, there wasn't that much tolerance for, uh, I would say, for like the authentic Chinese flavor. But when we slowly building into the business, we see a lot more customer that are actually asking for the stuff we don't have mm. that they know from That's China. That's a pleasant surprise. Right. So, you know, slowly down the road, I feel like I see the success of Ten Hapa mm-hmm. because Ten Hapa has a such, it's all about authenticity. So I say, yeah, I probably, you know, we should probably lean more on the authentic side. But, you know, we still keep it creative because creativity is like the base. It's how we started the ten. So, uh, we created uh, a fried pork buns last <laughs> month ago. It has been receiving a great feedback. Yeah. That's, that's, um, that's not any original dish from China. That's something we created um, at the tent. Right. That's cool. Um, okay, so what's next for you and for your restaurants? Um, what are your goals? Well, I want to recently, I've been focusing just on consolidating the two restaurants. I want to make sure. Uh, everything goes right. We have great customer service, mm-hmm. great food qualities. 
I haven't been thinking too much on on anything beyond that yet. Yeah. You know, but I do been uh, looking for a lot of talent, talent mm-hmm. to you know because um, in what the, kind of talent? You know, like in store, like servers, mm-hmm. uh, bartenders, because I do wanna in in the in the restaurant it's all about people because yeah. that's what actually facing the customer directly so that's the most important part so that's what i've been really focusing on recently yeah getting good people getting good all people. right listeners if you want to get involved reach out to <laughs> lee <laughs> thank you um what about the cool like mural are you gonna make one for the tank <laughs> well it is uh, well the <laughs> it, it it does take a little little long time to make the mural so it was hand painted by uh, the artist for like a month. You know, we, we actually ran out uh, a shoplifter just to lift her up to the to reach the high ceilings and everything. But we do have a mural at the tent too. That's something we I have been using mm-hmm. consistently for both restaurants. We have a, a mural of hutong, oh. a Beijing hutong in, yeah. in the tent. So it makes like really you are eating in like a Beijing small street, you know, mm-hmm. in a hutong. Very cool. Right. I love that idea. Okay. And um, I'm curious, what is uh, the family business in China? What kind of food are you guys so uh, making there? We were um, actually doing almost like food supply. We were making packaging pork, packaging ham. We started with that. And then uh, my family kind of moved to actual restaurant business. So we, we did... Um, we did Mishen. Like, oh, uh, Mishen. Yeah, Mishen shop. Okay, that's getting big here too. Like the Yunnan style right, Mishen? Yeah. Okay. We know. We, we get the, um, uh, we get a, like a Guizhou style. Okay. Yeah. So how is that like? I don't know it, the difference. Like the broth is like cooked with a, a beef bone. Oh, okay. Right. So um, I think for Yunnan Mishen, it's more like uh, lighting, like more light flavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the Guizhou one, it's more spicy uh, more beefy, you know, more rich flavors. Got it. But right. the the noodles itself, it's like the very thin, almost also clear rice noodles. Rice yeah. noodles. Rice noodles. Yes. Cool. Um, we did some uh, Cantonese food too before, but uh, you know the competition, the restaurant competition, being really aggressive in China. You know, so we've been just not really doing anything new recently in recent years. Got it. How does your family feel about your success here um, well, in I wouldn't, the city? <laughs> I wouldn't call it success yet. You know, there are still a lot of things to improve, sure. to work on, you know. Um, but it's, it's, new, it's new to them, you know. They, they would never thought uh, a Chinese food would be so popular in, uh, in New York, you know. Uh, I mean, so do I, like a couple of years ago. But uh, uh, I feel like a lot of young talent has been dropped into the, the industry. Uh, we all just try to push the whole culture uh, forward mm-hmm. by doing what we by doing what we can. Yeah. Right. Did you always know that you would um, end up in food after like working in your family business? Did your parents ever push you in a different direction? Right. So I did work in um, like financial industry. You know, uh, I did try like I did work in an insurance company too, but uh, I feel like. That's not, that's not really in my blood, you know. I want to do something that's related to my culture. Um, I'm, I'm also, I'm always interested in things that, that's, has something to do with like the cultural stuff, 
also I ha- I think I like to try something that's not that's not on the market yet. So mm-hmm. no matter it's the ten or ten hot pot, it's really what I'm trying to do is to elevate the whole category, you know, um, instead of like repeating stuff that people has been doing. Mm, that's love my, it. Yeah, that's the goal here. That's great. Right. Okay. So last question, keeping it super light. How will you be celebrating Chinese New Year this? Right. My my mom is in town. Oh, okay. My mom's in town. My sister, my mom. Um, you know, but we do have a a busy night tomorrow and Friday though. Yeah. You know. You guys um, fully booked. <laughs> I, yeah, we're fully booked for for those two nights. Awesome. You know, we're gonna have like a um, you know a family meal tomorrow. In the hot pot place, but probably mm-hmm. gonna be late. We're gonna have it after customer, most customer leave. Um, just stay time. Just stay with my family. My sister is is just how we celebrate here. Because um, it's all about family. It's time. all about family. Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm probably gonna go for a trip next week to California. Oh, okay. To LA. Yeah. All right. That sounds really fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Check out the hot pot scene there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I heard. <laughs> There's some good hot parts on LA too. That's super cool. Right. Okay. Well, that just about wraps up our show today. Um, thank you for joining us, Lee. Thank you. Um, wishing you a year of prosperity ahead. Happy New Year. So, what's the best way for our listeners to up to stay up to date on the Tang Hot Pot news? Um. Uh, we do have a website. It's uh, Tang Hot Pot NYC. Mm-hmm. We have our full menu. You can make reservation there. Uh, we also have our Instagram, Tang Hapa NYC. So we, we keep everything updated there, like day-to-day stuff. So that's two best way you can follow us. Awesome. And for you listeners out there, if you haven't already, please leave us a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back next week with another awesome conversation from the world of Asian food. And welcome to the Year of the Dog. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.